Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. I'm Kylie Camps, owner of the Kind Parenting Company, wife, proud mum of twin boys, and happiness advocate. This podcast is a place for women who want more from life. It's your time to cultivate more self-care, compassion, happiness, love, and confidence. Let's have real conversations to help you feel better, choose better, and live your best life. I can't believe we've officially recorded over 30 episodes, which is really, really cool. And I can't wait to keep recording more and more for all of our community to hopefully enjoy. I really, really loved this episode. It was so much fun talking with my friend, Lorraine Murphy. We covered so many topics and at about halfway through our chat, I pretty much just threw the notes to the side because we got so off track so fast. There were so many things that I wanted to cover with her and I think that we touched on most of them and actually even more important topics including how to balance your feminine energy, also how to blend everything that we are currently juggling and struggling. We speak about her book, which is an absolutely amazing read for anyone who has a business or for anyone who is working. There are so many epic principles in that book that you can apply to so many different areas of your life, especially if you are a mum or you plan on being a mum one day. Lorraine is a wealth of knowledge. She's an absolute pleasure to speak to. She's a really, really savvy mix of super smart businesswoman with super connected soul sweetheart. You will love her. I hope you enjoy this very wide ranging conversation between the two of us. Let me know what you think of the episode. As always, I am so grateful to anyone who takes a screenshot and pops it up on their stories and tags me at Kylie Camps. You may also like to tag Lorraine as well. I'll pop her official Instagram handle in the show notes. You're going to love her. Thank you so much for joining us, Lorraine. It's always such a pleasure to talk with you. And I do appreciate you taking the time out of your super busy schedule to sit down and share with our community. I feel as though a lot of the people that follow along have jumped over and are following you already. But for those who may not know exactly who you are, can you tell us a little bit about who you are and what it is that you do? Yeah, for sure. First of all, thank you. Well, I'm trying to make it a small nutshell. Thank you so much, first of all, for having me on the show. I think you're doing an amazing job with the podcast and just life in general. So when you reached out and asked, I was like, yes, I would love to be on. So thank you for having me. And, and yes, you're absolutely right. Every time you post anything about me, I, I kind of log back into Instagram and go, what the hell? What happened? And I go, oh, it was Kylie. So you, you sent a lot of beautiful women my way. So thank you. So um, in a, yeah, trying to keep it in a nutshell, I guess I'm obviously originally from Ireland and I've been in Australia for 10 years and my background was public relations and communication strategy. And I had the idea back in 2011 to create a business. It was the first to, first of its kind in Australia. 
and it was an agency, so a talent agency for for influencers. So I started a business called The Remarkables Group, which was absolutely pushing shit uphill for the first six months of that business. And then happily, then it started to really take off and it went on to be an amazing success, which was a massive surprise to most people. But I think most of all to me, because I just I had no business experience going into that business and I had no idea how I was going to do it. And as a result of building that first business, I wrote my first book, which is Remarkability, which you sent me the most beautiful message. I still remember getting your message going, who's this Kylie chick? She seems really cool. And, and you, I remember you read it. And you, I think I still remember you said it helped more than you could even imagine, which was such a lovely I, thing to hear. I totally slid into your DMs. You did. You did. <laughs> in a beautifully elegant way. Appreciation message. Oh, yeah. You. Your book, Remarkability, was so powerful for me to read. It was just it's it was the book that I needed right at that time yeah it's funny how books come into your life at the right time isn't it Mm. and actually funny enough you have been talking about the way of the superior man Mm, speaking of books yes yes and I got my husband onto it and he's like raving about it so yes yes amazing raving and I know we're already off track and I knew I know sorry but (laughs) no I love that I love it um it's funny with that book the way of the superior man by David Dada it's one that I find so many women love to read, even though it's written for men. So after he's had a read of it, definitely have a flip through it yourself and see what you think. Yeah. Well, you know, you talked about David Dida and I read Dear Lover, which is obviously his book for women. And then I was I reading found that it going. Hard to read. Did you? I actually really enjoyed it. So, oh, um, so yeah, I got Wade, my husband, onto what I saw as the boys' book. So, yeah, I yep. think we'll swap at some point and, and read them. So, yeah. Anyway, sorry. Back Remarkability, to you, in a nutshell. yes, came back at, came out in 2016, and uh, at the time, actually, Remarkability came out. Myself and my husband had just started trying for a baby, and it actually took us 18 months to conceive, which I was not expecting at all. I kind of saw getting pregnant as another business project, and I'll just create the timeline, and it's going to happen tomorrow. So that was um, that was quite a big exercise for me in terms of planning around, planning the business around that, and then it not happening as I expected it to happen. And thankfully, our beautiful Lexi arrived in 2017. So she's just over two years old now. And and her arriving really, and I, I guess there was most moms and dads would probably say this, um, when she arrived, it really got me questioning what I wanted to do with my business because my plan with that business was always take a global, global seller to a massive media agency and then earn out my 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 part of the business over two years and then I would be free to do mentoring speaking and writing full-time which is you've heard me describe it as my soul on fire stuff and Mm -hmm. and I realized like Lexi was six months old so quickly and I went oh my god that time is going to go so quickly so I actually decided to sell my first business to my business partner and since the start of last year so at the start of 2018 it's been the Lorraine Murphy business so writing mentoring speaking um, full-time which has been amazing and then the second book Get Remarkably Organized came out in January last year and then my third book Baby You're Remarkable which was that's why I, I touched on you know the the challenge of wanting to get pregnant and having your own business and it was a multi-million dollar business that I was running it was a very very stressful time because I wanted to get pregnant and have this beautiful baby but then at the same time I was like crap how am I going to run the business and you know have the business baby and the human baby at the same time so that's where Baby You're Remarkable came from, which was my third book, which just came out last month. So, yes, that, that's me in a nutshell. So in terms, I guess, of my 
business model now. I do mentoring, so I do one-on-one mentoring. I do speaking, writing, and also online programs as well. So that's, I guess, the core of the business and what I do. You certainly do a lot of things, and I, I know do. that probably too yeah, much. and you, <laughs> probably. But it's something that I really admire about you is that you are doing a lot, and you are obviously incredibly business minded, but you're also really in touch with looking after yourself and looking after your soul and prioritizing your beautiful daughter, which I think is just mm. such a unique. Um, and I'm going to use the word blend, which I have stolen yes. completely from you. Yes. It is, it's, a re- it's a really unique blend or a unique pairing, I guess you could say, because all too often it's easy. Not, I don't want to say it's easy, but we can go one one way really hard. You know, you can focus really yes. hard on the career and neglect your soul or feel like, okay, I'm just going to really focus on my soul and I'm going to let the business stuff slide. So you do a wonderful job of blending and also being and also just being really honest about the blend yes yes at our most recent event you spoke and this is where you brought the whole concept of the blend to the surface because we are always saying it's the juggle it's the juggle Mm. which to me when I hear juggle I hear struggle yes it's trying to keep balls in the air and not necessarily doing a great job And so can you just extend a little bit for our listeners on your philosophy surrounding the blend? Yeah, for sure. And and I think you're right. And I actually wrote in Baby You're Remarkable that every word has an energy or or vibration. And Mm. words like peace and calm, they're they're very high vibration, like they're positive words, for want of a better word. And then exactly like you say, when I think of juggle, I just feel stressed. Like it almost makes my chest contract because it's just, yeah, it's just such a stressful concept. So if you remember in the, at your event <clears throat> last month, I asked the group, I think it was 150 women in the room, and I asked who can juggle, and not one woman in the room could juggle. So my big issue with the juggle is that we have these beautiful children, and then we either go back into our businesses or, or we haven't left our businesses at all. We just keep working through or we go back to, to our jobs. And all of a sudden, because we're women, we're expected to juggle this family and this career. And it's, it's an expectation that isn't put on men. And Wade, my husband, has his own business as well. And no one's ever, ever, ever asked him how he's finding the juggle. People will ask mm-hmm. him, how are you finding having Lexi and your business? But you can have, he can have Lexi and his business. That's possible. Whereas the juggle, it's, it, we're essentially setting, setting ourselves up for failure every single day. So well, that's the big even, issue I have with it. I was just sorry to interject. I was going to say, or he might even get asked, how's Lorraine going with Lexi and how's your yes. That's, and you know, that type of phraseology, it's so fascinating. Yeah, yeah. It's like, oh, it's the women's responsibility. Women's responsibility, totally. Mm. So, so I think I've got multiple issues with it, and I, I won't go into every single one. There's a whole chapter on that in the book. But the, the big thing I have an issue with is the, the sense of we're setting ourselves up for failure. And, and I shared a quote at your event from Michelle Obama from her book Becoming, and she said uh, that failure is a feeling before it's ever, rea- ever a reality. And so many women, we get up at you know, 6, 30, 7 a.m. in the morning and we, we set ourselves up to juggle all day. And that, that just is exhausting because we're, we're trying to create something that's actually impossible. So I think that's the big issue I have with it. Also, just the energetics of the word juggle, as you say, it's, a, it's struggle, it's stress. So for me, blend is the word that I choose. And I think I started using that when Lexi was about four or five months old. And the reason I like that is that it's it's achievable. Like we've all blended something, whether it's makeup or something for dinner or whatever it is, we've all blended something. And I think it's a lot more accessible. 
and and also then of course it's it's just a much more positive word and and also I think when I think about blending rather than juggle it gives me more permission like right now my business is is taking off in a big way there's a lot of speaking inquiries I've been you know I'm going on a quite a few um interstate speaking gigs the book's coming out my new program's coming out next week as well so there's a lot going on and rather than saying oh there's a couple of Thursdays that I haven't been able to have my Lexi day as I normally do I'm just saying well it's more of a business blend this month and then over Christmas I'll have a good two three weeks off with Lexi and then it'll be more of a Lexi blend so it just gives me a bit more permission to lean or tilt in one direction or the other without feeling oh, it's not perfectly juggled or balanced this week and you know it's it's all going to to part it's just it, yeah I just mm. yeah it just it's a lot more sustainable I think for me to think about the blend yeah and I think that it's so interesting to think about the concept of every word having an having a vibration and an impact mm. because it's so true when you think about trying to be you know trying to juggle I do like I said a straight away think struggle and then I feel the tension in my shoulders and like you mm. said that that feeling in your chest that tightness and yeah blend kind of feels more like a release it's almost like giving yourself permission to go you know what I can be a worker and I can be a mum, and they can work in harmony rather than working against one another and I just love that and so obviously there's the language that you use to soften things the blend but what are some actual strategies that you employ to allow yourself to feel the blend? Mm, that's such a good question. I think for me, just given, obviously I wrote the book on getting organized, uh, having a really clear plan for my week is really, really important to me. And something I actually suggest people do and, and do it with a partner if they're in a relationship is to plan out your perfect week, you yourself, but then also with your partner. Because I know, in, and you're, you're similar, you don't have any family support around you. Myself and Wade don't have any in-laws or extended family around us so it's it's all on us to to look after Lexi and she's got a nanny and she's in daycare she's got a nanny one day a week and she's in daycare three days but beyond that you know if I want to go to yoga he needs to be home or if he wants to go to the gym at 5 a.m I need to be home so so for us and uh, we spent a lot of time and I'm talking three hours at the start of this year planning out what does that ideal week look like for so that both of us feel like we're getting to focus on our businesses have time with Lexi have time together have time for ourselves as well and that was a really honestly it was a very challenging exercise because it was it was like a full-on negotiation for two and a half hours because you know, you're, you're you're starting with this blank canvas going okay well how are we going to make sure that two pretty um high achieving you know wanting to be high achieving people want to achieve a lot week to week and how do we do that given that we do have this little human that we're responsible for raising as well so so I think for me, having a, a bit of a blueprint for my week is really important. I actually have that on my website. Um, it's a free download. It's my perfect week template. And I really suggest that's something I do with my mentees or if I'm hosting a workshop on getting organized. It's it's getting some kind of blueprint in place for what the ideal week looks like. So for me, that looks like Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday are big business days. And then Thursday, I'm with Lexi. And then Friday, generally, I'll work from home. And then we've got a whole plan around the weekends and how everything you know, how we make everything happen. So I think for me, having that blueprint is really, really important. And, and also keeping myself accountable to it. I'm a huge fan of Rachel Hollis. I don't know if you follow her at all in the States. No. Um, oh my God, you would love her. So 
She's you have to tag me in her. Yes, account. I will. She's <gasps> amazing. So she's oh, you would just love her, especially given your business model. She's an author. Uh, she actually started her business as a blog and turned it into essentially like her media empire. And and she was writing recently about the how we will often keep promises to other people, but not necessarily to ourselves. Like we'll promise ourselves, oh, I'll do three yoga classes this week, but we let ourselves off the hook more than we would let mm. ourselves off the hook if we were promising to other people. So I've actually, that's really resonated with me since I read that a few weeks ago. And it's about, okay, well, if I say I'm going to get this stuff done on Thursday while Lexi's having her sleep so that I can have the rest of the afternoon or I can have Friday to chill or whatever it might be, it's, it's making those promises to myself and keeping them, if that makes sense. Oh, 100%. And Keeping your word, like not just to other people, but to yourself is one of the ways to really build self-confidence mm. and a bit of self-esteem as well, because a lot of women will send me direct messages or email in and ask the question, how can I build confidence for myself, confidence in my, cho- you know, confidence in my choices um, and just, you know, in life in general. And that's one of the ways, because each time you break your word to yourself, you're building evidence that you're not going to do the things that are important to you. So it's you're lacking that, I guess, scaffolding and structure. Yes, I love that. A better analogy. So that's so important to mm. keep your word to yourself. And it's almost like you're building a track quotes, record with yourselves, isn't it? Oh, completely. You're building yeah. evidence. And as I was about to say, one of my favorite quotes is that when you build evidence, that's when you build confidence. So you just keep building that evidence and, you know, you, you build a case to believe in yourself a bit more. So very, very important. So powerful. Yes, I love that. Did that, did that answer your question? Yes, it did. Thank okay. you. And that's one of, the, one of the things I find most relatable and enjoyable about reading your books and also listening to you speak is, like I said, you can take the angle of let's look at the vibration of the word and how important it is to remember to stay calm and blend, but then you've got these actual systems in place. And mm. I remember first seeing your spreadsheet for your week at, I think it was a, um, uh, what was that where you spoke out on the Gold Coast? Business Chicks, was it? Maybe? Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah, because you yes. came as my okay. guest. Yes, yes. At the QC. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yes, that's right. And you had the spreadsheet up and I was like, my okay, weekly calendar. <laughs> this is this is organization to the nth degree. Yeah. But you also schedule your own time. Yes. Like you you were scheduling in is it yoga or Pilates that you do? Yes, I do. I was probably doing Pilates back then, but yeah, yoga. So I try and do three classes a week and they go in my calendar. And it goes back to exactly mm. what you were saying there. It's it's uh, it's something that we're com- it, it's something I'm committing to myself. And I would never call you or message your PA five minutes before we're meant to jump on this call and go, oh, sorry, I just don't feel like it today. But yet we do that to our, our own things all the time. So that's why I started putting my exercise into the calendar, because I said to myself, that's a meeting with myself. And if I'm going to flake on myself, then how else am I going to flake in my life? So that's yeah, that, that's a pretty important one for me. Plus, honestly, as you know, once you've got children, like that's it just has to be in the calendar because there's so many logistics that need to operate around you mm, actually getting to that class with or that gym support. session. Yeah, for sure. Mm, it's, it's not easy at all. And this is again off, off topic a little bit, but how do you personally, do you experience mum guilt or do you feel as though having your perfect week planned takes the pressure off the mum guilt side of things? 
It's an interesting one. I kind of see them as separate entities. I short answer is I don't tend to suffer from mum guilt. Uh, because I find like if there's an issue so perfect example today right we went uh, myself and Wade had an appointment in the city together so we went to pick up Lexi I went on the back of his motorbike back to daycare like literally cried on the back of the motorbike I was so scared so we got back to daycare we went in to get Lexi and the educator's like oh can we talk to you for a second and Lexi for some reason at home she goes to sleep from 12 to 2.33 like with that drama for some reason today, she just didn't want to sleep. So they finally got her down to sleep at 3.30 and she woke up at 4.45. And I was like, oh my God, this is going to be a disaster. But the immediate thing I said was like, oh, it's because I was away last week and that's why she's not sleeping today. So I think as women, we immediately... Yeah, you straight away own Yeah, anything yeah. going on, we go, oh, it's my fault. And there's no logical mm-hmm. basis for it at all. So I do find like today, I was like, oh, maybe that's because I went away. And then you caught, catch, I caught myself and said, that's just crazy. So I think for me, I really try not to get mum guilt. And I, I would say I don't experience it very often at all. And I think something that Emma Isaac said when I saw her speak when, I mean, we weren't even talking about a family yet. It was years ago. at um, I spoke at the first Business Chicks conference in Uluru. And she said on stage that guilt is a wasted emotion that serves no one. And that's why she just doesn't buy into it at all. And I really... I think, you know, sometimes someone says something before it's even relevant to you and it's like you just internalize it. And I really internalized what she said. And and I really school myself pretty hard on not not feeling the mum guilt. And, you know, there's a million and one things I could probably feel guilty for. Like I went back in into my first business when Lexi was three and a half months old. So I was away from her three days a week, which, you know, I could look back and go, God, that was so young to leave her. But then I breastfed her exclusively for 13 and a half months. So you know, there's always going to be, we can either focus on the negative stuff and all the stuff that we're not doing well, or we can focus on the stuff that we're doing incredibly well. And I can guarantee anyone who's motivated enough about themselves, who's listening to your podcast, they're going to be doing something brilliantly with their kids. So I think it's, Mm. it's trying to focus on the stuff that we are doing well, because our, our brains are engineered that we do, we do look for the negatives because it's a way of staying safe. If you go back to like tribal times, but it's not serving us in modern society where we're not going to get eaten by a saber-toothed tiger, you know? And that's it. And we do. Our brains do have their negative bias function and that's Mm. where our our minds go. We, it's proven, it's scientific. We will jump to a negative conclusion with far more ease than we jump to a positive conclusion, which is just something that's so important to be mindful of. Yes, for sure. Mum guilt is just such an interesting topic and it's one again that I get asked about a lot and I'm in a similar boat to you in terms of I very rarely suffer from mum guilt mm. because it's so good to hear someone else I'm... saying that because I think someone yeah. almost, as a badge of honor like oh, I'm so guilty therefore I must be a better mother or something so I love that you said that thank you yeah and it's funny because when I have said that in the past I have copped backlash wow. because it's almost as though I think people can sometimes take a woman saying something like that as an attack on them if they do experience mum guilt. Yes. But what what I think is interesting is I still have those emotions that might come to the surface, but I really try and explore what the fear is behind it. Mm. So say, for example, if I'm feeling a bit guilty surrounding, um, you know, going somewhere for an event for a work function and I have that mum guilt come to the surface, it's exploring what is the actual fear here? Is the, fear, is the fear that the boys are going to wake up looking for me? Well, maybe. And then if that happens, how will that play out? Well, they'll have their dad there to care for them or mm-hmm. they'll, 
you know what I mean? Like just allowing yourself to play out the scenario and coming to an actual realistic and reasonable conclusion is so much more valuable than just carrying around that guilt or wearing it like a badge of honor. Mm. Well, it's constructive, isn't it? You're not kind of going down that rabbit hole of negativity, almost like a downward spiral. You're you're interrupting it and, and With doing slopes. something proactive yeah. about it. Yeah, I love that. That's a great idea. And I love what you said about focusing on the positive. It's so true. We all do have to do more of that and realize what we're doing really, really well. So mm. that's an amazing point. I love that. Thank you. Now... I saw that you recently on your Instagram stories, which I love and everyone should definitely watch your Instagram stories. (laughs) They're always so entertaining and informative. It's Um, funny you say that because Wade watches me doing my Instagram. He's like, this is so boring. How does anyone watch this? (laughs) I'm like, lots of people do. Shut up. Everyone loves it, Wade. Get, Get off her back. So I saw that most recently you've been to Bali for a week to take care of you. And I personally loved listening to you speak about your intentions for the week of expanding Mm. your thinking, the healing and processing um, of everything that's gone on for you for the last couple of years and just getting clarity on your vision and purposes and Mm. also your manifesting goals and intentions. This is just such a great example of you taking the time to do you which is in turn obviously going to positively impact your whole family as well Mm. and your business. Um, But how important is it to you that we as women see ourselves as worthy of investing in self-care? I love that. Yeah, I love that you've asked that because so many women were following. So I went, I did a week retreat in Bali in 2015 and so babies, I think we were actually, we were trying for a baby at the time and it wasn't happening for us. And I came back from Bali after that week and I wrote my first book in seven weeks. I was so inspired and motivated mm. and clear and like raring to go. So I knew that that stuff had value, but then we had Lexi um, the business is obviously pretty full on. Wade's business is quite full on. He's been traveling a lot for work. He was away for almost a month just before I went to Bali and, you know, it's, it's been very intense. And I kept coming up with all these. Ex- so he said to me, because the resentment was burning, like I can't even tell you. Mm-hmm. So he was away for almost four weeks. I was solo parenting. And I know obviously a lot of people do with that full time. And Jesus Christ, hats off to them. Um, so it was just pretty hectic. We just moved house. We were in our new house for three days and he was gone for a month. Um, Resent- resentment is just so dangerous once resentment oh, gets in. It's poison. It, it, Kylie, I was fuming. I was mm. so resentful. And, you know, he was saying, I'm away for work. But I was like, but for me to actually go away and just work would actually feel like a holiday because Lexi was sick. Um, I had launched the podcast. We got the new website live. The book was, the new book was coming out. It was just a very, very intense period. And mm. finally he said to me, like, well, what, babe, what do you want to do? He was so fed up. And I said, I just want to go to Bali. I, don't, gonna, I want to go to Bali for a week and I just want to chill and do whatever the F I want for a week. And he was like, well, why don't you do it? And I was just like, but I can't. And he's like, well, why not? I can look after Lexi. The business will be fine. And I realized that so much of it was me creating reasons why I wouldn't let myself do it. And I pretty much wanted him. I think I wrote about this in my love letter last week. I wanted him to go get my calendar, book in the dates, call my, my business manager, Michelle, my PA, AJ, and say, Lorraine's out of action. Cancel it. I wanted him to go make it happen for me. And, yeah. you know, it's not going to happen. 
So, and why should it? You know, I'm a big girl. I should be able to arrange it myself. So I finally was like, okay, cool. I found a day a week that there was nothing planned. He was going to be around and I just made it happen. And Kylie, I can't even tell you, I actually posted a selfie of myself with no makeup on, on Instagram on the first day. So I arrived on Saturday. I posted a picture of myself less than 24 hours after landing in Bali. And I swear I look six years younger, just 24 hours in. So I can't even tell you just that week. I think it was only leaving Bali on Saturday. So I just came back. I'm back like three, two, three, three days. It was only when I came back, I realized how much I actually needed it. Like everything feels reset. I'm sleeping so well. Just even uh, it's like my eating habits have had a reset. I'm so clear. I went and spent most of Thursday in a beautiful cafe in Ubud, planning out my whole business strategy for the next five years. Like broke it down year by year, quarter by quarter for the next year. And I'm just, I'm razor clear on what it is I want to do. So yeah, I can't even tell you that was the best week, the best money I've spent in the last five years, easily, if not ever, just to get that clarity. And, and, you know, just not having to look after anyone else for even 12 hours is a luxury, but just have seven days and wake up every morning and go, I can do whatever I want today. And I know that week isn't available to everyone. Like I totally get that. But even if it's a Saturday morning yoga class and having breakfast on your own in a cafe, like whatever you can create for yourself. I think it's it's the lifeblood because women, whether we've got kids or not, we're generally the glue that holds, whether it's a family unit together or a business or a team. Like that's just the role that we play. We bring everyone together. We hold everyone together. And if we go to shit, everything goes to shit, to put it frankly. So I, I actually think Bali was uh, an insurance policy <laughs> against everything yeah. going to shit because I could feel the resentment building towards Wade. I could feel the, the, the really intense exhaustion. We also lost a baby um, in June. So, you know, it's, I, I needed that so desperately. So whether it's a week that someone has available, whether they've got six weeks or it's just, as I said, the Saturday morning, you know, sometimes even doing the grocery shopping on your own is such a treat. So whatever it is, just to make something available for yourself, because yeah, as I said, if we go to shit, the whole thing goes to shit. Speaking Absolutely. very bluntly frankly and that's what I love about you and I just so many thoughts when you were speaking then and one of them of course is my um, sincerest love to you and to Wade um, in regards to losing a baby and I I appreciate you sharing it here and you shared it at our event as well and Mm, I don't think think there was a dry eye in the house Mm. and you know the messages I got afterwards like from people who said Mm. like I didn't say to you in person but we've gone through the same so I'm really, uh, I feel very grateful that I can talk about it. Yeah, and there's so much power in being vulnerable and sharing that. So Mm, I appreciate you. you. I appreciate you sharing it again here with our community. Other things that I was thinking as you were speaking, I was like, oh, I don't want to forget that. One (laughs) is I freaking love how much you own your life and your choices. That is fucking inspiring, Lorraine. (laughs) There is so many, no, it is because there are so many women and I can be guilty of this as well, who play down their success. So even to hear you say, you know, that your first business was a multi-million dollar business. Mm. Like there are so many women that wouldn't say that even though they have that business. Mm. And I just think that that is really inspiring, owning it and going, yes, I do have this success, but then also out of the other side of your mouth, sharing the struggles of getting there and the reality of getting there because 
that's important as well because that duality needs to be spoken about. It's not mm. always a smooth road. So thank you for sharing that. And also for owning that you went to Bali for a week. Again, for fear of other women saying, oh, lucky you being able to shoot off for a week. How blessed. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. and I'm sure there will be women who will be having those thoughts. But for you to go, yes, I did this, it's giving other women permission to do that in their own way. And like you said, mm. it could literally be doing the groceries on their own, yeah. but then getting a, getting a pedicure afterwards mm. or sitting in a coffee shop with a journal and a cup of tea on their own. And that half an hour might just feel like a retreat in Bali. Oh, it for really them. does. Yeah. It's yeah. all relative and you know what? to what you can manage. Yeah. I love, I love that. That's exactly right. So I'm grateful for you sharing that. And the other one is um, when you were talking about resentment towards Wade and realising that you were wanting him to Mm. do the things that you wanted. And that is just so powerful because I think so many people have been in that exact dynamic where you're, you're feeling that resentment and you just want the person that you're in relationship with to fix it and take control of it for you. But one thing that I have certainly learned, particularly particularly this last year, is you have to do that for yourself. Mm. You have to. You cannot put that on another person. It's too much pressure on them. And the, the real magic in a relationship is when two people come together and they are meeting their own needs because then Mm. you can look after one another. So I think that's just really, really important for our community to zone in on. If you're feeling shitty that you're not doing what you want to do, that is on you. Yeah. Yeah, that's exactly it. And, you know, I need to, of course, caveat that heavily with the fact that Wade was fully on board and very happy to grip, you know, grip up the home situation for seven days. And, you know, I, I know I am not blessed, but, you know, I'm, I'm really grateful and fortunate that he's a, he, he would do that. Um, but he wasn't going to ever go and book Bali for me. I need to make that happen, as you say. Mm. Yeah. And it's an, just another example of we would tell our best friends to do that. So making sure we do that for ourselves and understanding that self-care and filling up our own cup, yes, it's good for us, but the overflow from that full cup impacts our work life, it impacts our family, and it also impacts our children and it allows them, the next generation, to grow up seeing self-care as the normal. Yeah, because my mum didn't do self-care. That's not something I I ever saw my mum doing. Yeah. And, and and, you know, at the same time, she wasn't building a business and she had a lot of family support. You know, my family is very close and lived very close. But yeah, I want Lexi to see that. And I want, you know, if we are lucky enough to have another baby or, you know, a boy, I want, I want them to, to see that that's normal, that Dada goes off and does his thing. Like Wade, all Wade wanted to do because he couldn't ride his motorbike all week when I was away because (laughs) he was doing daycare drops and pickups and so on. And all he wanted to do was ride his motorbike. That's all he wanted to do. So myself and Lexi curled up and watched cartoons and he went and rode the motorbike so you know I want I want our kids to see us out being our individuals and you know you're all over this like a rash but that whole idea of polarity like me going so into my feminine last week like I got to do in Bali and then Wade getting to go on his motorbike and be in his masculine then come back together to to center rather than both of us being you know in our in our masculine which has happened a lot given two of us are running our businesses as well anyway I'm taking that in a different direction yeah. No, and <laughs> I, I love that direction and I'm like yes. I'm often speaking about that. It's such an important topic and 
I I do think that motherhood, despite being this wonderful, beautiful female thing, you know, carrying life, it's this beautiful goddess, I guess, you know, it's a, such a feminine thing, but actually raising kids, I feel puts a lot of, puts women into their masculine energy 100% agree so yeah. easily because we become the taskmaster yeah we're doing all of the things where you know just that driving force so we yeah. do forget to totally. stop and reconnect with our feminine mm. so other than going to Bali for a week what other ways do you feel that you can connect to your feminine energy just t- during everyday life yeah, it's such a good question. And, you know, this is my classroom. I, I went to a health retreat years ago, about five years ago. I was right, I think I was in year two of my first business. And an energy worker told me that I was running on 98.5% male energy. And mm. that would have been me for quite a few years. And, yeah. you know, you're right. Then I find found when I had Lexi, in some way I was like, oh, I should be more my feminine because I'll be like nurturing. And like you said, this lovely goddess fluid energy. But actually, it's it's a lot of the time it's the opposite because there's always something to do. As you know, if she's down for her afternoon sleep, okay, the snack has to be ready when she wakes up. Or you're always two steps ahead. And it's it's where that you can just kind of fall back into flow and, and relax because they need, it's just still so tiny as well. They need constant care and planning and looking after. Um, so I think for me, water is a really big one. So a shower is a beautiful reset for me. Um, that's that's a really yeah, that's a really powerful one. And Wade will often see me um, if I'm wound up or stressed or whatever. And he'll go, why didn't you just go have a shower? And it just makes such a difference. And also for me, I think clothes is a really nice one. I think I got this from Melissa Ambrosini. I've got these little swishy leopard skin shorts and a little kind of black cami. And when I put them on, I just feel in my feminine. It's such a funny one. But I but I really do feel that. Um, and I think powerful. for me. It's, it's changing your state. It's changing yeah, your it's like an state anchoring to thing, change your mid- Yeah. 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 And and for me, the miracle morning, you've heard me talk about this a few times now, but having that morning, like this morning I got up um, before I get up about an hour, an hour and a half before Lexi gets up and just to have time to meditate. I actually did some yoga because I did yoga every day for seven days in Bali and I'm not going to get there again. There's going to be a four day gap before I get back to a class here in Sydney. So I just rolled out my yoga mat and did about 15 minutes of stretches. I meditated and I pulled my Oracle cards and I did a little bit of journaling. And, and for me, that's it's starting my day in a more feminine way. Not, I'm not say feminine, but it's more of a creative, receptive, passive energy rather than waking up to a beeping alarm clock and then having a coffee and getting straight on my emails. Like that would be straight into the male energy. Mm. So I kind of, yeah, I like almost paying myself first with the feminine energy in the morning because I feel it sets me up for a more centered day because inevitably, you know, then Lexi, I needed to get Lexi out the door to daycare this morning. I took the team through my whole vision for the next five years based on everything I created in Bali. So I was, I could feel myself in my masculine today. And so, yeah, I think it's trying to pay myself with the feminine energy first thing in the morning. I feel like that gives me a better chance of maintaining it throughout the day. If I can do that. Absolutely. And I couldn't agree more. And you know, this, in fact, you knew this before anyone really in the, in the social media world knew this, but I've just gone through a separation and I was finding myself really starting each day with that stress and that negative energy of, mm. of and negative and also masculine energy of waking up exhausted. So going straight for the coffee, going straight to check my emails to see what I had to deal with that day, what I had to face, mm. being the taskmaster, because for a period there, I had the boys 
a, a lot and yeah it was just so much and I had to reset and now my mornings are back to a much more balanced and a much more feminine start to my day and mm. it has changed everything throughout the day oh, so brilliant. now yeah so now it's starting the day like I still have my coffee but I have a peppermint tea first and I'm listening to the most amazing meditations of a morning and really making sure I take the time of a morning to set myself up even just putting on a really nice beautiful body moisturizer yes it's so important yeah yeah but it's like taking um, it's taking five minutes to just honor your body and you just feel so good for doing that. So, I mean, you and I are both huge advocates for having a really streamlined and important and, I guess, purposeful morning routine. Yeah. So I think that's another takeaway to share with our community is really consider how you're starting the day. Yes, 100%. I think it's interesting that you said that about the, the – what it's funny we're talking about this because actually on my podcast, my podcast guest – in my last episode was Megan, Megan Della Camina. And we talked about this male feminine, masculine, feminine energy. And what we talked about, and I know it's so true that masculine energy is quite addictive because you're going, you're going and you almost get stuck in it. It's so hard to switch gears. So what did you do? Do you think to make that switch that you've, as you say, you've reset everything. What did you do? Well, for me, I think it's an awareness because I know that at my core, I'm, I have a truly feminine core and mm. having a feminine core isn't necessarily about being a woman because there are definitely men that have more of a feminine core and vice versa. But I know for me, everything feels harder when I'm in mm. my masculine for too long. Like everything just feels a little, there's just more resistance. Yeah, how I would describe it and I know that I need to get back into more of a flow state and I find it harder in my masculine to connect with my emotions Mm. if that makes sense so when I realize that oh I'm actually eating because I want to avoid how I'm feeling that to me is more masculine yes I'm I'm sitting there and I'm you know going through my to-do list rather than focusing on how I'm actually feeling like you know there's a difference between journaling how I'm feeling versus sitting down and writing a to-do list and a task list and firing off emails so it's having an awareness that I feel good when I'm more balanced and when I do start the day in the feminine and for me it's as simple as what systems do I need to put in place which is a masculine thing but what systems do I need to put in place to keep me grounded in my feminine energy and so Mm. those systems are things like waking up and rather than going straight for a coffee it's having a peppermint tea it's beautiful pajamas I'm so big on beautiful pajamas yes. and a beautiful sleep environment Special. yeah mm. and and nice underwear and mm. that's like so many women don't give themselves permission to spend a little bit of money on nice underwear and I'm talking about like not going to honey Birdette and dropping $400 on lingerie which is yes. great if you want to do that <laughs> like more power to you sister love that for you but literally going to Cotton on Body and buying a $12 pair of lacy underwear with a matching bra, or it doesn't even have to be lacy, it can be seamless and you can feel super sexy in mm. beige, seamless. Whatever it is that makes you feel good, invest in that. Don't get around in the undies that you've had for five years. You know, all, so many mums will make sure their kids have new socks and new underwear, but yet here we are. Those are falling apart, yeah. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. holes in them. So that sort of stuff, 
really, really keeps me feeling feminine. It's body moisturizer. It's a nice body oil. It's matching, sleeping in a matching underwear set. When I wake up the next day, I feel like I've got my shit together already. That's you know, amazing. It's just, yes. Yeah. Yes. It's, like those, it's like little things that just add up. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. yeah this, because I do think a lot of women get, to, and because with some of my mentees, I introduce them to these, these concepts and it just blows their mind. And I think a lot of women are actually really, and I know I had definitely been so stuck in our masculine that we actually can't get out. It's almost like we're on this, uh, this hamster wheel and we can't get out of it. So that's why I was personally as well, really keen to know what you do to get out of that, because it's, it's the last thing you feel like doing when you are stuck in your masculine to, to kind of drop into a more flow state. Cause you feel like you're being unproductive or I know for me, if I'm in my masculine, it's almost like I feel a bit wired. Like I can just yeah. feel like adrenaline charging through, through me and, to be in any less state, it's almost like if you had a really big coffee, you just want to keep going. You want to stay on the high. So, um, yeah, I think they're awesome tips. Thank you from my perspective for sharing them as well. My pleasure and likewise as well. Now, this conversation totally <laughs> went in all different directions and I love that. And I think that there are going to be so many different takeaways for the people who are listening. But I, I really so. did just want to, I just wanted to stress and finish up on talking about your latest baby, which is your latest book. Yes. It is, it is incredible. I've started reading it. Thank you. I can just tell this is what so many women need. So many women are, I was going to say juggling, are yes. blending <laughs> being a mum and they have a business or perhaps they have an idea for a business. Mm. And these days with social media, it actually is so much more achievable for women to have a business as well as having a family because we can create something big from home. Mm. We can work you need out a perfect our example hours. of that. Yeah. Mm, thank you. And I just think your book is going to really positively impact women who are in that space. So before we finish up today, can you just give our community a bit of a brief overview of your third book? Yeah, for sure. Thank you. I think, well, the first half is my personal experience. I've already touched on the fact that it took us a lot longer than expected to conceive. I was running, the business was in the multi-million dollars of, of, of revenue a year when I was, we were planning that. And I just, I just didn't, I, I looked for so many books to tell me what this was going to be like, what were the pitfalls, what are the things I should be planning for? And there was just nothing out there. And I actually, I, I bought a few books on my Kindle and they just weren't, they just weren't answering the questions that I had. So that was why I wanted to create this book, because I figured there's going to be a lot of other women. You know, there's more women that start businesses than men now in Australia that I knew there was going to be other women having these challenges and not just women with their own businesses. You know, people who who are employees as well, because a lot of the the lessons and the tips are transferable to them as well. So it's the book that I really wanted. So the first half is my personal experience. I've got quite a few checklists and tips, just things like I didn't know. We interviewed um, our nanny for Lexi when she was three months old and she said okay what questions do you want to ask and what do you want to ask me and myself and Wade just kind of looked at each other going we don't know so just things like that the questions that we now ask nannies and babysitters when we're interviewing and then the second half is I call them my hot button topics so there's a whole chapter on mum guilt there's a chapter on the mental load which is something we haven't even touched on in this chat the life system so any of the life systems that we can bed in to make life's flow that bit more easily and 
what's the other big chapter? There's a whole chapter on traveling with baby because we've done a lot of travel with Lexi as well. So yeah, it's the second half is more, not necessarily how to, but it's more just discussing those topics that I know I talk about over drinks with girlfriends, but it doesn't seem to have made it into, I don't believe books yet. So, so yes, that's the book. Baby. So relatable. Number so three. Relatable and so practical and you're amazing. I just thank you. Really, really you're want so to sweet. thank you. No, th- I, I really mean it. And just, I'm so grateful for everything that you put out there, whether it is your Instagram story. So you can tell Wade to shove it. Yes, I will. I get straight outside and tell him this now. Yeah. <laughs> Wade, highly said. Um, but yeah, I just want to say thank you for all that you share and all that you create. You're making such a huge difference in the lives of so many women. And I'm always so grateful for the time that you share with with me and our community. So thank you very, very much. Right back at you. I could say all that times 10 back to you. And thank you so much for having me. As you know, I'm a big fan of you and everything you stand for and also just your beautiful community. Every interaction I have with your community is magic. So what you guys are creating together is very, very special. So I'm thrilled to be a part of it again with you on this interview. So thank you for having we, me. We really do have the nicest community and you do have an event I'm like wow our people are good people so yeah they're good thank eggs. You. and before I let you go where can people find you uh lorrainemurphy.com.au and my instagram is at lorraine remarks and people can grab your book now from all good bookstores yeah it seems to be in most good stories yeah um don't think it's in department stores but yeah in most bookstores it seems to be doing there seems to be a lot of airports at the moment and and you can also get it on my website as well so I'm sending out signed copies on my website as well so whatever's easiest for people perfect oh and it's on ebook as well so it's on kindle and apple books and all that kind of thing amazing I will pop all of that in the show notes so people can find you with ease and thank you very much thank you I look forward to listening Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.